0: What's going on, everybody? And Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 132, coming to you on Tuesday, November 5th. It's election day in some some states and some localities across the country. Let's start off with impeachment. So, (laughs) the good old impeachment hoax going strong, and uh, they finally released some testimony yesterday. Although, I don't think that was the testimony related to the salacious claims that they've been making about some of the things these people are saying. Nope. And they finally voted last week on the, air quote rules of this impeachment <laughs> yeah. inquiry, which basically puts Schiff in the driver's seat and keeps Republicans out of most of it. Although now they have a little bit more power than they had before. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I, I qualify that with questionable.
1: It's like not real power. <laughs> right. It's like they right. have more power to ask for things.
0: Yeah. But they're not going to get be, anything. They'll so, get denied. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the same thing as Schiff overruling or objecting to a witness saying something and then making a ruling on his own objection as Correct. the chair yes so. and if i
1: sound different today this is matt vespa speaking right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so katie's
0: here with us yeah i'm right in for matt today yeah. i know yeah. that
1: he sounds different than i do but.
0: yeah yeah we also got tim uh, our great our great editor over at town hall and hey, folks, uh, how's it going yeah welcome i forgot to introduce you guys sorry it's I've been a little, little busy. Been a little busy with well, other big things, and, uh, which people we will know, know about tomorrow. Exactly. People will know what we're talking about tomorrow. Big stuff coming on town hall tomorrow morning and the rest of the town hall media sites. We've been working for many months on a big, big secret project. So you'll find out soon. <laughs> but anyway, the measure passed 232 to 196. No Republican support, obviously, which I thought was very good show of unity. Yeah. Not even one broke ranks. Although people were trying to make the case that, well, Justin
2: Amash is a Republican. I'm like, no, no, he's not. not. <laughs> he's independent. He left yeah. months ago. Yeah, not anymore. That. Oh. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, the question now is going to be how the White House handles this, because they've said before that they are not going to respond to subpoenas from an impeachment inquiry that's not real impeachment. And mm-hmm. this still isn't real impeachment. This was not a vote on articles of impeachment. This was a vote to hand over the rules to Adam Schiff, and to give six different Democrat-led committees authority to investigate this further. Um, so yesterday, on the Hill, four of uh, former Trump administration officials, including Don Bolton, were asked to come up, and they all said, no, we're not coming. The argument, Perry, too. That right, was Rick best. Perry, and some from the State Department as well. And the argument from the administration is, look, we're not participating in your sham, and second of all, we don't have attorneys for these people, because you won't let administration attorneys sit, on, sit in on their testimony and why would anybody put themselves in a position to be interviewed by a snake like Adam Schiff without an attorney and they're saying it's in obstruction quotes,
0: a snake a like, snake adam, like schiff. adam schiff that's so perfect yeah he, he really put is put it on a billboard I mean, and he is the one who's in charge of this after one of the biggest lies in front of congress in recent history that i can remember when he tried to doctor the quote from the transcript right like and basically, he would have been censured had it not been, you know, a Democrat-controlled House. Nearly all the Republicans voted for it, I think, when they brought that up to the floor. But the fact that he's in charge of this is just amazing.
1: Yeah. Tim?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to add, it as Storm brought it up, it, exactly, it was one of the biggest lies in recent memory in Congress. We can't even trust Schiff when we have the evidence in front of us, the yeah. transcript between Zelensky. How are we supposed to trust him behind closed-door stuff? bewilders the imagination and and just proves, as we say, it's just a total hoax, a total sham. Last week, Tim Morrison, uh, the NSC official, he testified that he saw the transcript, said that Trump did nothing illegal, that the transcript was completely accurate, and that he wasn't concerned so much that if the story was leaked, that it would show something illegal was done. He was more concerned that the leaking of the transcript would somehow damage uh, relations between Ukraine and America, because why wouldn't a Phone call between two leaders of a foreign nation uh, in the United States damage relations Mm -hmm. and show that the government can't be trusted. So it's all a sham, and it's going to be months of this. But well,
0: Well, yeah, and we've we've seen information coming out of these private depositions or interviews happening in the in the basement of the Capitol behind closed doors, and they're selectively leaking to make themselves look good, and then they know that the left wing media is just going to parrot it. That they're just going to advance the left-wing narrative no matter what. And the other aspect of this is that you have these unelected bureaucrats going up to Capitol Hill and basically saying that they are resisting Trump's foreign policy from within the administration. Right? Were they elected to represent the American people? No. The foreign policy is driven by the president. And I forget who's I, it might have been some liberal on CNN was even like, well, frankly, if you're not gonna if you're gonna be in this administration, then you need to do what the president wants you to do. You, it's not your job to be there doing what you think is best. Right. Yeah. That's just not how it works.
1: No, uh, Nikki Haley actually gave a speech last week at AEI, which was really good because that she distinguished good. herself from the president. They have disagreements, but she also said that the idea that people within the administration are working against him is absolutely inappropriate, and if you have a disagreement and you can't live with it, then you should quit, and you shouldn't work for the administration because the president is elected. She said we have one president at a time, and it is not up to anonymous bureaucrats to, to decide to take their policies and their positions and their political affiliations into their own hands against the administration's agenda. And if you look at the transcripts that have been released so far of the people who have testified, it's all about a political disagreement or a policy Mm -hmm. difference that they have with the president. It's not about illegal behavior. It's a lot about how they feel about things. It's not about blowing the whistle on some kind of egregious act that took place. It's all about how they felt about what took place. And that's not something that you can really move forward on impeachment with in a serious fashion.
0: Yeah, and I think you're you're seeing outside of the bubbles. People in normal America don't give a shit about this. They look and they say, yeah. "Why aren't you doing stuff to help the American people?" Exactly. And also, we're now 364 days away from the election. You're telling me that they think they're more well suited to pick and remove President Trump from office, than the American people who just can elect whoever they want next year. Yeah, right. Because they know that Americans want to reelect President Trump. Yeah. And if you look at the battleground polls that came out, the you know the state of the 2020 race here, real quick, the the battleground states, their nominee is likely going to be either Warren or or Sanders at mm-hmm. this point. I don't think Biden has it in him. He's fading really fast. His fundraising numbers are horrible. His ground operations horrible. Warren performs least well of anyone against him in these battleground states like Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, yeah. all of those states, Trump already has an advantage. And I, I, I just don't see how what I, I, I don't understand their strategy here at all. Like, and I think they're really worried.
2: They're absolutely roid. They uh, they tried. They thought Russia was going to bring him down. Mm-hmm. They thought Omarosa was going to bring Trump down for some reason. Stormy Daniels. Now they've moved on to this Ukrainian uh, supposed scandal. But the Democrats, are they're so stupid, they don't realize that they completely have undermined the whole impeachment angle since before he was even elected. We had Al Green from Texas saying that Trump deserved to be impeached. We have Maxine yeah. Waters bragging that she was the first to call for impeachment. Two years before the July two thousand nineteen phone call even took place, we just have countless others, such as Rashida Taleeb saying she was going to impeach the mother effer. Uh, yeah, no, we yep. can swear on this, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> admit that. But It'll impeach it, the mother effer, and so uh, so they they know that they have nothing except for this. And honestly, it's going to the, the impeachment trial itself, and even just dealing with it, it is going to prevent. The Trump administration from from doing further things that would benefit the economy and that would benefit the American public. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's just going to take up the entire time, take up airtime. So rather than try to run on anything of value and run on any substance, Democrats are just running on slandering President Trump and trying to convince the American people that reality doesn't exist and that the economy isn't booming, that Trump isn't a great leader. But right, he is. right. So it, last
1: night at his rally in Kentucky, all the people standing behind him had read the transcript T-shirts on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which is really funny. And did, you hear president...
0: about, did you hear about how he wants to do a fireside Yeah, chat, I was going to say where... that. And
1: now he <laughs> might actually read uh, the transcript himself uh, on live television, That'd which, you know amazing. what, if Adam Schiff can read a fake transcript of the call to the American people with all the TV cameras on, I think it suits the president well to do the real version. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. And totally correct agree. the
1: record. I mean, why not?
0: Right. Well, that's the that's part of the problem here is there's just such misinformation from the mainstream media who has tricked people into thinking that they're unbiased. And that's their goal here is that they want people to think that they're coming from a center point of view when they're driving the left wing narrative over and over and over again. We know that to be the case with CNN and MSNBC, but it's it's prevalent in all the major broadcast networks, too. If you look at CBS, NBC, ABC all of their primetime anchors and their Sunday shows, they are all incredibly liberal. And they don't have conservative voices such as yours on or any of us. They have these people who pretend to be conservatives, such as Bill Kristol, who oh, is God. not a conservative whatsoever. Yeah. <clears throat> he endorses Democrat candidates. He is a liberal. And he's and, wrong on like, right, everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't mind if you want to be a, you know... Balls and strikes type person where you're calling Trump out if you're, he's doing things where, you know, you don't like it. and But I have a problem when, and you could even be never Trump if you don't want. You don't have to vote for him. I think it's in your best interest to vote for him because <laughs> yeah. the other option is basically death of conservatism. But just don't support Democrats. Right, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And for the, these people who pretended to be conservatives and made money off of conservatives for years— Right. Years.
1: Yeah, you don't have to support him, but to join the resistance is a whole right. other level of right. of betrayal, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's why, you know, it's basically just spitting in the face of average Americans saying, oh, well, we know better than you. You, you elect this man. You're just as disgusting and racist as him. When I see that, it's like, no wonder why people hate D.C. No wonder why people hate this city. Because everyone here thinks that they're like top-notch. And that everyone should bow at their feet. Mm-hmm. That's what kills me.
1: Well, let's talk about Democrats and who yeah. <laughs> has either dropped out or is about to drop out or who's in front. So, Beta, the Beta, as we have here yep. in our notes, canceled his campaign, we will say, last week. Last week? Over the weekend. It was Can't Friday. Remember. Yeah, Not Late, late last
0: Friday, which had to wait till Monday morning to cross his name off the big board. But uh, <laughs> that was a very happy Monday morning occasion in the town hall office.
1: Yeah, he'll be the new face of Moms Demand Action in like two seconds. He'll get paid a lot of money to do it. Or CNN. Well, the thing
0: is with his gun thing is he's basically shut himself out of running for Texas Senate. Right. So (laughs) all his left positions here, like, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, that's not a winning message in Texas. No.
2: (laughs) It's uh, it's incredible. Beto's, Beto's whole campaign message that america's a white patriarchal society that was built upon slavery hmm. and that not only is he going to take your guns but he's going to tax and shut down catholic muslim jewish religious organizations wasn't a winning message for mm-hmm. the american people it's a real shocker right there but kamala but, harris is on the deathbed too yeah uh, well come, she's
1: she's gonna make it to iowa storm i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> she's gonna make it there she's gonna move to iowa
2: She's, yeah, she's dancing around Iowa. She pulled her entire entire staff out of New Hampshire, completely ignoring the mm-hmm. New Hampshire primary. <laughs> she she knows she's defeated. In fact, she even blamed racism and uh, sexism from Democratic Iowa caucus voters mm-hmm. on the, the reason why she wasn't doing so well.
1: Okay, you know who else doesn't like her? Black so- South Carolina voters. Mm-hmm. So good mm-hmm. luck. Well, not to mention,
0: I mean, she's she's doing these videos where she's dancing around a airport while her (laughs) her own state that she represents in the senate is burning to the ground and doesn't have electric right what kind of leadership is that i mean how can you expect people to support you when you're not being a leader for the people that already elected you and that shows in even the california democrat primary polls she's like number three in her home state yep so
1: well speaking of home states uh Pete Boot Edge Edge. They is, say Edge Edge. His, his home state is Indiana. Mm-hmm. South Bend, Indiana is where he is the mayor close to Iowa. So people are saying, including Pete. The mayor Midwestern Pete, guy. Yep. That he will do better in Iowa than people are expecting.
0: I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah, I, he actually local. might beat Biden. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> At this point, Biden's ground game in Iowa, I heard, is horrendous. Biden's
1: talking to walls. Yeah, His entire team sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, Who's your advanced team? You always say, like the cameras this say, this is where you'll be speaking, sir. These are the people who are on the stage. This is where the camera, you know, this is who's airing the speech or whatever. This is what town you're in. Mm -hmm. Like, these are basic things. Unless they're telling him this and he's forgetting all of it, which is also something that's possible. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you see the (laughs) other day he tweeted that, uh, so Trump tweeted, I guess it was like Sleepy Uncle Joe or something like that. And He's like, Biden's like, well, we'll have a nickname for you soon in a couple years and it'll be... Former President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is that supposed to be like a slam on him? Or,
1: <laughs> or what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> what exactly I'm not does that sure. Mean?
0: Well, first off, he's not going to be former president two years. That'll be six years from now. But, uh, yeah. well, actually, I guess it's only five. a year and a couple months. Yeah, yeah. five years. Time's been flying it's when you're having going fun. crazy. Yeah, yeah it so seems fast. like just yesterday was out there at the inauguration. Hopefully, we'll have a second inauguration for President Trump. But... Pete Buttigieg is actually an interesting candidate because he doesn't have any black support whatsoever. Right. So once you get to the South, he's going to be hurting, but he also could have a strong showing in Iowa, which could catapult the campaign. People try to make him out to be a moderate, but he's not a moderate no, whatsoever.
2: Not. No, he's just a well-spoken man, and mm-hmm. I mean, when he but when you actually dig into his policies, he's very far left. He's he's progressive. He just mm-hmm. articulates very well. And he is a reasonable guy in terms of just how he relates to people. He doesn't really raise his voice too often. He doesn't get too animated on stage unless unless it's in defense of America or unless it's talking about the military. But he's a very well-spoken person. Whereas, uh, and a lot of people actually say that once, if Biden does drop out, then most of Biden's support will go towards Buttigieg. However, both of these candidates have misread the progressive base completely. They right. think that, just because most people say that they want moderation back in politics or they want bipartisan support, that's not actually what the far-left base wants. They want a socialist, and they want either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren uh, leading the helm, not only because they're willing to fight, but because they have those socialist credentials, which Joe Biden, even though he is to the left, he's not a full-blown socialist quite yet. He's in big government, but he's not a socialist like Sanders, and definitely not a socialist like uh, Elizabeth Warren either. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see.
0: Well, he's he's de- Biden is moving hard to the left. Be- yeah. If you look at his positions just when he started running to what they are now, right. they've advanced really, really far to the left. And that's just following the trend of the whole party. And I think that is the real downfall for them going into this election is in order to win this election, they need to, one, win back independence, which Trump won in 2016. Right. And two, bring back the blue dog Democrats mm-hmm. that they lost. Well, there's the blue no collar workers, back, I'm right, you. right, no way. exactly. I just don't, and I think that is that overall context here is really what's contributing to their total rabid move towards impeachment. Yeah, because they know if we don't do that, if we don't impeach him, he's going to get reelected, just as Al Green said.
1: Yeah, and you know, they're on the policies they can't win. Right. back the blue dogs or Democrats who have switched to Republican. I mean, I can't tell you how many Democrats or people, non-political people I've met who say that they either switched parties or they voted for Trump or they didn't vote for Trump last time around, but they're voting for him this time. And you have people like Elizabeth Warren making the argument that the American worker needs to be needs to rise up against the president. OK, so let's t- look at this logically and with a clear head, like mm-hmm. these American workers are going to do. The labor union workers that she's talking about, they're going to look at her plan for healthcare and say, no, no, no. We fought and negotiated for our healthcare plans. And now your insane $52 trillion plan is going to eliminate those plans that we actually like, that we pay into, and that we've fought hard to negotiate. And all of your regulations are going to kill all these jobs. Yep. So, no yep. thanks.
0: Yep. And well, so speaking of Liawatha. Laiwatha, uh, you know Matt has tomahawk Liz. That's a good one. Focahontas. Pocahontas. You, all right, let's take a poll here. Pocahontas, F A U X. I like Laiwatha or Pocahontas. Okay, you like Laiwatha. I think
1: Laiwatha is really funny. I
0: like I like Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Okay, I, I, I like I like Pocahontas because it's really an insult to the original Pocahontas, as President Trump says. Yeah, he, he's like, I'll apologize to Pocahontas. The original Pocahontas. right.
1: The original one.
0: (laughs) So I I think a general election campaign between those two would be filthy. Oh, yeah. Because Elizabeth Warren is... is, She's worse
1: than Hillary. Yeah. She's a mean woman. She's terrible.
0: She's so mean.
1: No, she she said she doesn't care, basically, about two million people who are going to lose their jobs because of her policies. Right. Like, just go work in another industry.
0: Yeah, well you talk, As if about, there's the just you talk yeah, about the insurance jobs like, yeah okay yeah. yeah she's like oh well they could go working like car, car insurance yeah. or life insurance <laughs> like
1: those companies just have like open jobs well and for she everybody. also just
0: she just lies about middle class taxes not needing to go up with her 52 trillion dollar plan that's yeah. just that's just
1: insane yep it's insane to me. what has not says yeah and so, anyway yeah
0: so the quick uh, New York Times poll results here in the head-to-head matchups that I was referring to previously in the battleground states So Biden has the best numbers against Trump so far right now in these polls, which are skewed probably Democrat. So then if you take it down another notch to Warren, who performs very poorly against President Trump in these polls, the realistic aspect of this is probably President Trump's up by a decent amount in those battleground states versus Elizabeth Warren. I mean, it's plus six in Michigan, Trump, even in Pennsylvania, even in Wisconsin, plus four in Florida. Warren plus two in Arizona. I don't believe that. I don't believe. I really don't. I know. I don't think they would elect was. Kristen Sinema is not
1: voting the way she does because she's a Warren Democrat. Right. Okay. Exactly. They could. I think
0: I could see them getting behind a Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, but not
0: maybe even a Bernie Sanders. Still, probably not. But Warren, no.
1: And even in a presidential race, I don't know if Arizona's there yet. I think they're there for governor and for Senate, but I don't know if they're there for a Democrat yet for president.
0: Right. That's a stretch. And Trump plus three in North Carolina. Which I'm sure Tom Tillis is thanking his lucky stars. Oh yeah, is. he so needs that help re-elected. down there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get behind these Senate candidates. I mean, hopefully in Arizona, real quick we could talk about uh, Jeff Sessions maybe running
1: in Arizona. Or
0: not Arizona, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Yeah.
1: yeah, that'd be great. I think he would take back the seat yeah. for sure.
0: Arizona, McSally, that's gonna be rough. I think she's gonna lose. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, that's I'm, what I don't want her to
1: lose, but I think she will. She hired the same campaign team. Yeah, and Mark Kelly just has.
0: Use the I he mean, is, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. How you failed the first up, time, you don't bring the exact same plan back yeah, the I second mean, time.
1: Maybe things have changed, but yeah. maybe with I, some I, experience, I'm nervous I don't about
0: know. it. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the seats that I think is probably a loss. What are some of the other big Senate seats that we've got coming up? Oh, uh, they're going to take down Mitch McConnell. How many times have no, we heard that before? No, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine so, Mitch
1: is here to stay. Agreed. It's not Did happening. you see
0: him last night at the rally?
1: No, I didn't. Amazing, I didn't Amazing, no. amazing.
0: He was just like... We've reformed, we're, we've transformed the entire judiciary and we're going to keep doing it. And the crowd went wild and President Trump's like behind him, you know, and Rand Paul comes out and he's like, the media needs to print the whistleblower's name. They're nothing but a liberal operative. <laughs> the crowd goes, well, I'm like, these Trump rallies over the next year are going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, I can't wait. I really hope he comes to like the panhandle of West Virginia because I would love to go.
1: He will. You'll get your chance. If
0: not, though, I'll travel. I'm going to go far. <laughs> However, <laughs> She'll go to Minnesota.
1: Far. He'll do another one there.
0: Yeah, in Ilhan Omar's district. Yeah, I don't. Well, after that, there was a bunch of violence. So we'll see.
1: Well, that's true. Antifa yeah. was out. Yeah. Do you I remember, remember
0: about, the Chicago rally back in 2016? Yeah. Then that's they, crazy. Then they were like,
1: "Oh, Trump's people are going to cause so much violence." And it was like the opposite. It was the exact course. opposite. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Idiots.
0: All right, so let's talk about the elections here today, real oh, quick.
1: Could yeah. We, could we not? I know. I'm so nervous know, about it. I know. I know. Tim, <laughs> what are Our, your thoughts?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well. I so I'm a recent Virginia uh, convert. Convert. <laughs> so I can't. Wait, wait, why I can't why
1: vote? did you vote the? Well, or why did you move? Like why did you want to be a Virginian?
2: Oh, I just hated D.C. It was filthy. It was filled with rats. I would wake up to human feces on the sidewalk. Yeah, sounds they about straws, right. Straws. <laughs> yeah, straws. Had outrageous taxes. <laughs> Couldn't own guns. I don't even own a gun, but if I wanted to, it would have been yeah, very Yeah, just difficult. the freedom to get one. Yeah, just <laughs> everything about D.C. is going into the gutter. It's a dangerous place to mm. live. Moved to Virginia, lower taxes, (laughs) couldn't vote yet legally. Not
1: for long.
2: Not a Democrat, so Mm -hmm. don't want to commit voter fraud. (laughs) Um, But here, I mean, it just the the GOP in Virginia, which there are a lot of great people there, but I haven't seen any uh, TV ads. I've only seen Democrats, even yard signs, which yard signs really aren't that indicative, Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen any GOP yard signs. There are a lot of great people that are on the GOP side, but I know that They have to get a a handle on how to handle the influx of Democrats moving from D.C. because this is what these Democrats do. They're doing it to Texas. They did it to New Hampshire years ago. Arizona. Arizona. They live in these liberal places. They don't like the policies. Then they move into states that used to conservative, and then they change the culture. Yeah,
0: it's like I
1: left
2: New
0: Jersey, one of the states that's having an election today, so hopefully if anybody's in New Jersey, get out and vote Republican. But (laughs) I left New Jersey to come to freedom. Yeah. Now – it's, it's all a- about to be taken away because we're probably going to lose our one seat majority in the House and the Senate here. The Dems will have complete one party rule of the Commonwealth and their stated goal already is to pass a bunch of bull ERA discrimination type stuff, which will make it harder for employers to hire who they want. It's essentially.
1: Which will ultimately hurt women, by the way. Yes. Even though it's supposed to be for women.
0: Yep. Good job, guy. I mean, it's it's like the same thing with transgender Again, sports. Right. You know, same thing. And they're going to raise the minimum wage, which will make it harder for mom-and-pop shops and local businesses to operate. I'm sure that we'll be seeing a shedding of the payroll here in Virginia soon. They're coming after guns. They want to ban basically everything great. They want to ban, you know, air quote, assault rifles. They want to ban magazines over 10 rounds, which is totally absurd to me. They want to do background checks on ammunition. They oh, want to, God. They want to close.
1: I literally the, need to get online and order ammo today.
0: I know. Me too. Me too. Interesting. Looks like the power just went out here. We're on battery backup recording this, though. This is all powered still.
2: (laughs) This is Well, the
1: show's over.
0: We're in the dark. Virginia elected
1: Democrats. We're already
0: where we The lights are out. Yeah, Yeah. they turned the lights off. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so they they want to basically turn this (laughs) into a... The TV's still working. Yeah, uh, the studio's on battery backup. Okay. Yeah, so we're actually the (laughs) only ones that have anything here. Those are emergency lights out there. Anyway, let's talk about... I voted.
1: There weren't any Republicans to vote for. So I wrote in Matt and Storm and my dog.
0: Gadsden. Gadsden for president. I'm hoping
1: that no Republicans are on just because they're putting all their effort into keeping these seats that we need to
0: keep. Well, that's the thing is that nobody around here runs for uh, GOP seats because they're not going to win.
1: I know, but to not even try is so pathetic and hard to take. What I
0: did this morning was I wrote myself in for a majority of them. And then (laughs) I also voted against anyone who The Washington Post explicitly endorsed. Nice. So especially against that scumbag. Sheriff here in Fairfax County, Stacy Kincaid, who is the originator of the Sanctuary County Policy. And she's a loser. I'll be loser. nice. Yeah, total loser. But yeah, if you have elections in your state today, Mississippi, Kentucky, New Jersey, Virginia, get out and vote. We need your vote. Yep. So you were at the White House yesterday for the Washington I was, Nationals,
1: but they were late. They were they forty-five were, minutes late, so I had to miss the most of the actual yeah. ceremony,
0: which was which was controversy-filled.
1: I know, but it looked amazing. Oh, it I was was amazing. To, had to watch it on video afterwards.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I I saw that and I was like, "What the hell? I love the Nationals now. This is amazing." Yeah. And I, you know, first not of all, how cool Nationals is it fan. that
1: President Trump planned like a last-minute like on the South Lawn of the White House event for Nats fans after they booed him? I know. Like that was such a classy thing to do.
0: Well, then, you know, the Nats players showed up, and they showed that the the D.C. lobbyist crowd isn't exactly indicative of how the team feels about <laughs> President Trump.
1: Hey, I was not in the crowd that booed.
0: That's true. That's true. I was not, cheering for there, both. There are some good people. Yeah, some <laughs> there good are people. some.
1: Not a lot, but yeah. some.
0: Yeah. And so we had three separate incidents in this uh, action-packed <laughs> event yesterday. Yeah. So uh, Nationals catcher Kurt Suzuki... So he was invited up to the podium, and out he pulled a MAGA hat and put it on. President Trump's reaction was amazing. And it was, (laughs) he gave him a big old hug. I highly encourage you to watch the video. (laughs) So funny. But, But that was awesome to see. Yeah. And then Nationals first baseman Ryan Zimmerman comes up and presents the president with a 45 Nationals jersey. Yep. And he said, thank you for making America great again and keeping this country safe. So he's now canceled as well. And last but not least, someone cut a video, doctored a video, to show uh, World Series MVP Steven yeah. Strasburg, who essentially, they made it look like he left President Trump hanging after going in for a handshake. But, in fact, he did shake the president's hand right after the video cut off. Oh, and these people. This this was so egregious that Steven Strasburg, who hasn't tweeted in two years, returned to Twitter and quoted it saying, hashtag... Fake news.
1: Yeah. These people only bury themselves. They, like, turn everything into a horror show. It's It's like They can't have any fun. They can't laugh. I'm happy the Nationals won. The last game, which President Trump kind of went through play-by-play, was Mm -hmm. amazing. Like, it was awesome. Oh, power's back on. Good. Yeah, there it goes. And all these people who are, like, flipping out are, Mm -hmm. you know, too bad for you. Why are you so miserable? I feel sorry for them. Kind of. Not really.
0: It's just sad because at the end of the day... If I was at a sporting event where President Obama came,
1: I'm not gonna boo. him. I would never boo him.
0: Like I'm not gonna cheer, but,
1: but I'm not gonna boo. I'm not.
0: I'm not a fan of President Obama, but I'm not gonna boo him because I the same way. You know he is. Oh, there goes the power again. Well, luckily I built our office to run on backup power, <laughs> so they can still all work over as there, there we're while we're doing it. i not getting
1: bombed by the Russians or something. It's uh, fine.
0: Yeah, questionable. Questionable. <laughs> uh, grab the ARs. We're going to war.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still in Virginia. They're not illegal yet.
0: Yet. But yeah, it's it, to me the the whole like charade of booing the president at a public event is a travesty. Yeah, it's stupid. And then he went to UFC in New York on on Friday night or Saturday night, and he got a mixed reaction from the crowd. And then there was dueling narratives on Twitter. It's like, oh, he was booed. Oh, no, he was cheered. Oh, he was booed. It's it's just the whole thing is so like juvenile. Yeah, it is.
2: It is juvenile, and it exposes once again. I mean these. These mainstream journalists on mm-hmm. Twitter, Stelter, just, I know you're talking they, about Stelter. Oh, yeah, they just they just <laughs> <laughs> they just get exposed. So so they start they cheer the crowd for booing uh, the president, as we all know. But I just wonder if any of these journalists reached out to anybody actually on the team and said, "What was your reaction to the crowd booing?" Because based off what the based off what occurred yesterday at the White House, players probably would have said probably would have said one, we didn't notice it just because they're polite and it's the World Series, we're not paying attention to that. Or they would have said, no, you shouldn't boo the office of the presidency. But just the fact that saying thank you for keeping our our country safe and thanking for keeping our country the greatest country in the world is somehow controversial. That's controversial now? It just shows how far left the journalists are. But Trump being booed at UFC, obviously it's going to be a mixed reaction. It's in New York City. Mm -hmm. Tons of my friends went to that, and they're not Trump supporters. I doubt they booed him, but uh, just New York City liberals in general are going to that. But yeah. Trump is potentially going to Alabama LSU, uh-huh. uh, which could be number one versus number two, depending mm-hmm. on the playoff rankings released today. So I think he's going to get those are Trump
0: loving people down yeah. there. I'll tell you that his <laughs> crowd. Yeah, those uh-huh. are his people.
1: But it, I just wish, it just comes down to showing basic respect. Uh-huh. No matter who the president is. Basic respect. You can disagree mm-hmm. with everything he does, just like I did with President Obama, essentially almost everything. But mm-hmm. I would have never booed him in a public place like that right
0: right it's just i don't know it's just like demeaning the office of the president is not an american thing to do it's still the office of the president you know like you got to respect the office and the ufc was actually interesting because it was mixed reaction so the upper deck was was booing the uh the ground um you know uh uh, ringside level was cheering and (laughs) which is an interesting you know divide in american society there and then Stelter's like, Why is Trump even at a UFC fight? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I don't because know you more. more to. <laughs> because well because He's one, invited. he wants to. He could go wherever he wants in America at any time, basically. And two, he was invited by Dana White, who's the president of UFC and has been an avid Trump supporter from essentially day one, has been a longtime personal friends with President Trump, and spoke at the RNC. Yeah. That's that hard to figure out. Yeah. Some- reporter you are like that that's just yeah. unbelievable to me but he's
1: not asking why because he actually wants to know he's no, like know. how dare you yeah. invite him that's yeah. what that question is like why yeah. would you why would he be there
0: mm-hmm. Stupid. And, and then you have people attacking the nationals players like oh they're all a bunch of racists you know that asian guy who put on the mega hat is a racist
1: like
2: yeah, Ma- a Ma- life i forget i forget where he where he works now but matt uh what's his last name matt iglesias yeah, yeah. he tweeted no, and said uh, loser it, he said it shouldn't surprise a lot of people that uh Non college educated white men support the president. Speaking about the nationals mm-hmm. players, well, uh, oh, Suzuki, like Matt
1: Glacius yeah. is like the smartest person in the world,
2: yeah. Well, he's not because one, oh uh, my god, Kurt Suzuki is not a white man, and I'm pretty sure he went to college in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, elitist. Ryan Zimmerman graduated from college as well, so it's just goes to show, like, once again, and if they didn't yeah.
1: graduate from college, who cares? Oh, yeah, right,
2: yeah, right. That doesn't so entitle elitist. you to anything. Yeah, it is so elitist.
0: That's and so that's elitist. Like the whole bubble is just like, oh, you didn't go to college. Oh, you are you're, <laughs> you. You Yeah, you're a lesser oh, you person. Didn't, you went
1: to college, but you didn't go to Yale. So
0: yeah, yeah. You live in a red state. Oh, you're just a lesser person. Oh.
1: I wish Matt was here for this Nationals debate, though, because I was joking with him on Twitter, and I was like, these people are going to turn him into a Nats fan, and he is not right, a Nats right. fan. Well, it's the same really with me. Not,
0: I'm not a Nats fan either. He says I'm like, horrible things go. about the Nats, and yesterday
1: he was cheering them on. So yep. you're just red-pilling him with fever. Well, that's, uh, Nats fever.
0: That's probably Fiva. a wrap for today. I think we got him all out of the way there.
1: All right. <laughs> well, Tim, thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Happy thanks. Election Day. Thanks for having me keep on. Keep Virginia the freedom side of the river, please.
0: Yeah. It's, okay. This is like South Korea to D.C.'s North Korea. Yeah, So basically. we're trying to keep it that way. Yeah. Keep the Democrats out. Yep. Alright guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM and TriggeredPodcast.com Give us your 5-star ratings and reviews or send us an email, Triggered at TownHall.com We love hearing from all our listeners. We do it for you people, that's why we do it. So, we love you all and we'll see you on Thursday for another episode of Triggered.
1: And tune in to TownHall.com tomorrow.
0: Yes. For a special
1: surprise. Huge,
0: huge day.
2: Thanks everyone.